Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast, powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is March 4th, 2021. I am John Harrison, your host, and as a community, we're unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives, the challenges that we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, aka discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. We believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing in their faith and will help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. March 4th, 2021 is going so fast. I can't believe it's March already, uh, but I can't wait. This guy I have on the show, I don't know him very well, so just bear with me, okay? I did not filter his content before he's coming on, so give him some grace, but he is a mutual friend of a lot of guys. I can't wait to hear his story. So welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy, Mr. Eric Robinson. Eric, how are you, buddy? Welcome hey, to the show. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, John. Uh, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. It's March. It's warm down here in Tennessee. I, I made it yeah. through the snow apocalypse, yeah. uh, which was absolutely hilarious. We can talk about that, but I'm good. How about you? <laughs> good. Yeah, I don't think we're, we're probably quite as warm up here in Minnesota as you are down there, but uh, we got some sunshine. We've had sunshine for the past, uh, I don't know, a couple of days now. Snow's starting to melt and got some windows open and man, it just feels feels good. I tell you what, there's really not a lot better than like 45 in March in Minnesota. I mean, it's it feels like 80. Oh, it's incredible. <sighs> yeah. Pop nice. open the windows. Birds are chirping. Uh, yeah. It's tough to beat. That's great. Well, I was commenting before we we jumped on, uh, your house looks awesome in the background and, and my Thanks. wife and I are, are picking out paint colors. And for those of yeah. you that have been on a paint color journey, you know, there's no just like colors, right? So I asked Eric, oh. what, what color is yeah. your wall? It's obviously white, but I said, is that aesthetic white? Because that's a color we're looking at. So <laughs> I think, I think, like I said, my best advice, I think you just go to, go to Home Depot, just ask them what, what's, what's the best one here? Cause I think there's probably like 400 different white colors. I'm like, I can't, I can't decide this. So just, just, uh, grab me, uh, grab me a swatch and, and give me five gallons of it. And I'm going to paint my house. Decision, I can't do this. Decision fatigue is a real thing. No kidding. I, I've worn the same shirt for three weeks straight. Cause I couldn't Smart. figure out something else. To wear. Yeah. Trying to follow the Zuckerberg model. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. We'll stop there. Tell us about yourself. Fill us in. I want to hear it all. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Well, um, I'm a Wisconsinite originally. Uh, so born and raised in Wisconsin and, uh, you know, so I live in Minnesota now, uh, and it's always funny to me cause I've been here for, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 years now or so, but I used to tell people I'm from Wisconsin and, and all the time I would get people who would say, oh yeah, I'm from Wisconsin too. And I'd say, where about, and they'd say Hudson, right? So for, for those non-Minnesotans, Hudson is like right across the border into, into Wisconsin. And I'm like, mm -mm, no, you are, you are from Minnesota, my friend. Uh, you're just, you're, you're camouflaging yourself under the Wisconsin name. So I am from the real, real side of Wisconsin. Uh, I'm from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. So, Sheboygan. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a smack dab in between Green Bay and Milwaukee. Um, so Green Bay is our North, Milwaukee is an hour South of, 
um, Sheboygan, uh, right on Lake Michigan, small little town, although it's kind of growing now. People are starting to recognize that name a little bit more, but um, yeah, born and raised there for 18 years and it, it's everything you think Wisconsin is in Sheboygan. It's, it's the farmland, it's the cows, it's the beer, broads and cheese. Uh, you know, it's, it's the real deal. So, uh, born and raised Wisconsin, uh, came here, like I said, probably 10 or 11 years now, been in Minnesota for, for the past little bit and planted roots and I think I'll be here for a while. That's great. So, do you yeah. like do you like cheese curds? Love cheese curds. I fun fact, I actually grew up a block from a cheese factory. So Those talk about like you. really fresh cheese just right off of uh right off the dairy land. Yeah. So I, you know, even in Minnesota, you try and find quality cheese curds. It can be it can be hard, especially after you grow up for 18 years oh, sure. next to a cheese factory. Oh sure. Can be tough. Oh sure. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So family. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Um, so most of my family is, is back in Wisconsin still. Um, my mom and my stepdad live, uh, in door County half the year. Um, and they live in Florida half the year. So they're snowbirds. And then my, my dad and my stepmom live, uh, up in Northern Wisconsin. And, uh, and I'm one of five. I'm, I'm baby. I'm baby of five. Mm. So, uh, three of my siblings still live in Wisconsin and um, I'm in Minnesota. And then my oldest sister is in Kansas city. So we're a little bit spread out, but um, I guess we all have some of the roots back to back to Wisconsin. still. no doubt. And yeah. married, single, married, married uh, eight years in May. Nice. Good yeah. Gosh. We got married in May of uh, May of 2013. Um, I got married in between my junior and senior year of college. Wasn't even 21 yet. So, uh, yeah, I got, got married pretty young. Um, you know, I, I always joke around. I mean, my, my wife is, is out of my league big time. And so, uh, she, once she told me, Hey, I, I like you back. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta legalize this thing. This is, this is my chance to, 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 uh, to really solidify it. So I made it as legal as possible and, been the happiest guy ever since. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Both in society yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> from a spiritual perspective. That's great. Yeah, yeah I can I can see that she's already way out of your league just in the short time yeah. we've been together. So and I've never <laughs> even met her. No, I'm just kidding. So she's fantastic. Uh, and and what what do you do for money? What's your paycheck? What's your profession? Yes, I work in real estate. Um, so I work for a company, a brokerage called Wits Realty. It's uh, a lot of our mutual connections run back there. Yeah, man, slowly, uh, slowly taking over the upper Midwest, by the way. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I, I joined WITS back in May of 2019. Um, they've just been a fantastic uh, brokerage to work for uh, within real estate. They they do a lot of things differently than, than kind of the classic model, which is a, a big attraction for me coming into the business. And, and uh, so that's what I do uh, full time. That's great. What'd you, what'd you do before real estate? Yeah, great question. So I actually worked in the automotive industry for six years. So, oh, wow. um, I did that pretty much right out of college. I had one, I did, uh, for a short stint, I did some stuff with insurance, but, um, for, for most of my career out of college, I, uh, I worked in the automotive industry. So, uh, I did say I stayed at the same, um, dealership, uh, dealership group. Um, 
here in, in the in Minnesota. They have a couple of stores in Wisconsin, but um, I did about two and a half years of um, just car sales, and then uh, did about a year and a half and became our finance manager. And then for the last two and a half or three years, I was our pre-owned sales manager. And when I left the Morris Automotive Group, I um, that's what I was doing and transitioned into real estate from there. So as you've transitioned into real estate, which I bought a home recently. And, yeah. Um, so I only have one experience with a yeah. realtor. But as you've transitioned, it's been what, a couple years now into the real estate mm -hmm. industry. Right. Um, man, what makes people successful in that industry? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. I, uh, real estate kind of has maybe two different dynamics to it. I think there's maybe two different routes typically, um, typically, uh, done one, one is very, uh, kind of classic sales like in the sense where you're, you're buying leads, you're, you know, uh, you know, from, from Zillow or online sites for people who are inquiring saying, Hey, you know, what do I need to do to buy a house? Right. And so those, uh, you can grab onto those leads, reach out to them. It's kind of like the classic real estate model. And some people can be really successful with that, um, either as a, as a long-term business plan or even just a short-term business plan just to get kind of up and running. Um, I think the other, other model is, is very just relational. Um, you know, you, you work within a network of people that you're already familiar with. Um, and real estate is very exponential, right? So, uh, you know, there's, it, it's very referable if you do a great job, right? People are always kind of buying and selling their homes. People are transitioning from, you know, long-term renters into first-time home buyers. You got, you know, first-time home buyers, you know, becoming second-time home buyers and they're buying and selling. And, you know, everybody has just their own little network. So it's, it's very spider web. It's very exponential. And so, uh, you know, Wits has built their entire business off of that, that second route, um, where it's very relational, right? We just, we work within, uh, the network of people, uh, that, that we have currently really emphasize all of our time, energy, and money into that relationship, into that experience. And we just believe it's a much better allocation of our money than it is to purchase online leads. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not the model that we've chosen. And I think that has been the thing that has made Wits specifically very successful. And I think a lot of the work that the, the founders had done, uh, you know, starting back in 2012, uh, has, has really started to come to fruition probably within the last two or three years. Um, so we're seeing all the fruit of that labor really pay off, um, now. And, and so, yeah, I mean, again, what, what it takes to be successful, I don't know. It's a little bit tough to, tough to answer, but I think really, really caring about the individual and recognizing that when you're working with someone that they deserve, you know, a, a fantastic experience, they, they deserve, um, you know, someone who's, who's can navigate through a, a lot of different situations and, uh, you pump a lot of time and money and energy into that relationship and it becomes uh, massive for you in, in a year, two years. So very exponential. Yeah. You said relational, exponential and referable. There you go. I like that. I like Thanks. that. That's awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> we talked about oh, yeah. business and well, just real yeah. quick to, to, to close the book on kind of real estate, man, I was reading that compass, uh, which is mm. one of the largest brokerage firms, kind of technology based out of New York is actually going to uh, file for an IPO. Um, mm. and, and it was fascinating to read about the housing market in the last like year and a half to two years with the interest yeah. rates at historically low levels. Yes. Uh, yes. And with the impact of COVID-19, yes. everybody sitting in their house so much more, they wanted, you know, something different. They wanted more space or they needed mm -hmm. that extra office, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. so it's been absolutely nuts to watch as, as yes. uh, desire, uh, demand is through the roof and supply is so low. It'll be interesting 100%. to watch the next 36 months, what takes place. Uh, but absolutely. we're going to transition just a little bit. Cool. Uh, to I want to hear about your faith journey, man. You're mm. obviously a big part of your life, so so fill us in. What does that look like in your journey? Yeah, so um, I kind of an interesting journey. You know, I, I grew up somewhat in the church um, for a short amount of time, um, and uh, but but very it took a very south turn for me um, from probably like ages twelve to sixteen or somewhere in there where it became a very, uh, a bitter relationship between me and God. So, um, knew about God, knew of God, um, and, and really kind of around that, you know, middle school age took uh, almost a polar opposite turn for me. Um, and, and I ran that path for, like I said, I don't, I don't know, maybe from ages 12 or 13 through 16. So, um, you know, the early part of my, my high school was, um, you know, spent a, a fair amount of that, um, even at an early age, um, drinking quite a bit, uh, you know, kind of getting into maybe some, some drugs and, and things like that. And, uh, my life changed when I was 16 years old. So, uh, I, I had a very, uh, kind of overnight encounter with God in a way that was so impossible to miss that it, it left me just being like, okay, I got, I got no other options. I know God exists. I know he's real. I know he loves me and cares for me. So what am I going to do with this now? I kind of got caught at a crossroads, um, with, with that encounter. So unmistakable, my, my life changed, um, when I was 16 years old in, in January of that, that calendar year. And from there, uh, kind of set the stage for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, I, while I finished high school out, felt like there was a chance that God was calling me into vocational ministry. Um, so that was what brought me to Minnesota originally as I went to and, and did my undergraduate studies at the University of Northwestern here in St. Paul um, and where I got my bachelor's in uh, biblical and theological studies and philosophy. So, my original intention was to um, go to school to be a pastor and to, uh, after I was done with, with my bachelor's and my undergraduate, to move on and get my, my MDiv degree um, at seminary. But life, life changed a little bit. I got married and um, I had plans to do what I thought was, was going to happen in that timing. And, and God's timing is different than ours. And so, um, you know, I found myself in a sales career for what I thought was going to be six months to a year while my wife finished school and um, found that that was just, you know, uh, like I said, I did automotive for six years, 
which just became an incredible um, place, just not only for my growth, but for some some amazing ministry even there. And so it just it had seemed that God had called me into a business type role for that time being. And I, you know, people kept asking me, what, what are you doing? What are you, what, are you still planning on going back to ministry? Not, not in the condemning way or anything like that. Just like, Hey, what, like, where do you think? I know you're going, you were planning on going to do this. And I was like, honestly, I've just, I've just given up telling God what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. And I've just kind of let him decide because it seems evident and clear that this is where he has me right now. So, uh, you know, that, that conversation has, continued year over year between me and my wife and um, our pastors. And it just is clear that God has me here for, for the time being. And, and if, if that changes, I'm, I'm wide open to it. Um, so again, I've just stopped putting timelines around what I thought was, was going to happen and when I thought it was going to happen and just been like, I'll, I'm just going to go with it and, and lean into where I feel that God has me. So um, yeah, is that, that kind of catches you up to speed a, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it does, man. Overnight encounter. That's, a, that's, <laughs> a, that's another story for another day, but I appreciate yeah. your heart. I pre- appreciate your authenticity and talking yeah. about some of that, some of that lifestyle that you lived and, and that was part of my life. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's, we all have our individual journeys, right? We all have yeah. our, our individual stories and, um, what came to mind for me and in, in, in what we're passionate about within CBMC is, the, the verse second Corinthians five twenty, which says we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Mm. God is making his appeal through us. And right. the, the, the organization I work for has talked about being a marketplace ambassador for totally. Christ. And, and I think it's so neat to see God's hand all over your journey in placing mm. you in those different industries, but all within the marketplace to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ, right? Where you're playing. 100%. So that's, that's, that's right. awesome, man. I, I love to hear that. So there's a spirit about you, um, and it's been told to me from other people too, of positivity, spirit <laughs> of positivity. So where does yeah. that come from? Yeah, um, man, I, I for, the, for, for the most part, I mean, even from a, a young age, points uh, <laughs> have like a lot of energy, probably to the detriment of my parents initially. Uh, you know, uh, so I've always you know, had a, a pretty lighthearted, um, posture towards, towards things that changed a little bit in those, in those years where, um, I wasn't, wasn't grounded in my faith or, um, but man, I just, there's, there is a lot to love about life and, and not just life, you know, uh, here, right. Not just, not just what is around us and, and lots of love about life, but, um, honestly feel so, so blessed to have such greater meaning and, and purpose. I think that's the thing that people really long for is, is purpose. What does it, what does it mean to have purpose in life? What does it mean to find, find meaning? You know, we, you have, you can have money, you can have time, you can have all these other things, but without purpose, it's almost void. And, uh, you know, th- so, so that, that in mind as as the maybe the umbrella or almost the foundation for for my for my platform, um, you know there there's not a lot uh, here where I I can I can always cling to that like I can always go back to it. having a horrible day right you know you can run to this greater foundation that says there's so much more to life right there's so much more than this this is so 
your face is so close to this big painting, you can't see anything. You step back and you just see this, you know, beautiful picture of, of what it is, right? So to be able to step back often and reel myself back, uh, that's that, that means a lot to me. And it, it allows me to kind of, to, to maintain positivity, but um, yeah, I, just, I just have an appetite for life too. I just, mm. I love it. I just love it. So well, I can sense your joy. And and I think that's one of the greatest gifts we can give others is, is being, mm. you know, joy and, and a light and hope and warmth and those experiences. Mm-hmm. And it obviously plays very well into your professional side of things. Um, but what came to mind for me was, was the first couple of verses of Colossians chapter three, in which Paul is saying, set your heart first and yeah. then your mind, set your heart and your mind on things above right. and not on earthly things. But I yeah, think when right. it allows you to set your mind on things above, that mm-hmm. then when you're experiencing the earthly things, you're able yeah. to just enjoy those regardless of, of what's coming your way. So that's, that's awesome. So I don't normally get people on the show who have a biblical studies undergraduate (laughs) degree, so I could learn a thing or two from you. Um, But I want you to talk a little bit to um, talk to the guy who is maybe new in their what I would say full commitment to following Christ. So fairly Mm. new, and there's so much noise around Mm. what do I do, who do I listen to, what do I read. Mm. Talk to that guy about ways to, to dive into God's word. Yes. I would say, yeah, I mean, I experienced this very tangibly when I became a new believer, right? I mean, it was, it was polar opposites living two different lifestyles. I, I came out of that thing a mess, right? I was, I I knew God was real, knew, I knew I wanted to, to pursue that, but just had no context for what that meant. Thankfully, you know, by, by God's provision, people were put in my life to help root me and get me going. Right. And, and I don't think you can miss that step because, um, our faith is very, um, emotional, right? We we are to experience God, but emotions unrooted in truth is dangerous, super dangerous. And that's where I was, right? I was emotional. I was, I, I was, convicted at the same time, just in love. I mean, I was just all over the place and I had some crazy ideas, right? I mean, I was, I had some, some really goofy, wacky uh, ideas and concepts because I was merging two different lives, you know, and, and it took a long time. And it, and, and thankfully, again, people were in my life to help you know, help me navigate, to help me to, to question, to jump in, to, to kind of press in or, or dig deep into those bigger questions that help redirect me and rebring me back in. But I really don't, I mean, you can't miss the step of being rooted in the church in the word. Those are fundamental. They, they bring a lot of uh, rootedness or, or grounding to maybe what you're feeling inside and that to me was was a, a a big life change. And so, you know, part of that was was from my degree. You know, I, I pursued uh, a theological degree so that I could figure out why am I feeling this way? <laughs> what am, why am I feeling this way? And how do I like how do I rein in this these wild thoughts and what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish and what I, th- I think about God? And I am telling you, it was the most like. To, to, to find truth and to, to, to be grounded in the church 
it's just like things just started clicking, right? It's the light bulbs. It was just like everything just started to kind of make sense and get wrapped in. So I would just say as a whole, if if that's you, if you're if you're in that initial stage where you're, you're trying to grow in your faith, you're trying to uh, you know match up some of of what you're feeling along with, you know, where am I going? What, what should I be doing? I would say you cannot miss the step of really diving deep into your church, diving deep into truth you know, rooted in God's word, and find other men to to come into your life and and press in, right? To open up to uh, ask you hard questions um, and, and get you thinking, right? Um, we, we know that God is a God of spirit and truth, right? So that has to come together. And so I, I just think that's, that is, God has designed this, God has designed things very intentionally where having people in your life uh, to, to challenge you and to press in and to dive deep is unmistakably helpful is unmistakably helpful. So that would be my encouragement. And I think along that journey, you'll, you'll find out specifically the right, the right, um, you know, everyone's got a different journey in life where they're at. Right. Um, and so everyone's story is going to sound different, but those are things that if you set, set the tone, right, your situation is going to unravel and it's going to make a lot of sense. That's really solid. I was going to ask the question of what role has discipleship or uh, yeah. uh, peer groups played in your life. But I think you kind of laid it out there is, is during that time you, you made, you know, emotions unrooted in truth can be dangerous, but you said allowing yeah. the the local church and allowing um, other men and people to come into your life and teach you to dig into God's word and to be rooted in that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it's Jeremiah 17, seven and eight talks about being rooted um, yeah. Our pastor has been talking about that verse a lot and, and finding mm-hmm. your roots. And, and sometimes, I mean, I think about roots going into the ground. That's got to mm-hmm. be a long, strenuous process. Yes. You know what I mean, and nobody's 100%. like, nobody's like looking at your roots of a plant and being like, man, that thing has got nice roots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're all yeah. looking at the fruit or the flower yeah. petal and we're like, oh, that's so beautiful. Look at that. Well, it's like, you have no idea mm-hmm. the work that went in to that's right. go deep. You bet. And yeah. I think sometimes we we look at the fruit, not the root. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so you're in your late 20s, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So now I want you to think about five, six years ago. You're sitting mm-hmm. across the table from a younger Eric. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't have quite the thick beard that you have now. This is all new. This is yeah. new this year. Yeah. I've never had it before. So I'm, I'm working my way up. Talk yeah. about roots. Well, no, this it's is, very Johnny Depp. It. It's very Johnny Depp. <laughs> Um, yeah. So two thumbs up for it, but, um, <laughs> you know, you're five years ago, you unable yeah. to grow the beard. You're sitting across the table from your younger <laughs> self. What's something that you tell your younger self, Eric? Oh, wow. That is a really good question. Um, what do I tell my younger self? I think, um, probably this idea of like living intentionally. Um, I think that there's a lot in life that get, that makes things feel blurry, um, at times. Um, 
right? You can get caught up in the day-to-day. You get caught up in the week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year. You just kind of set yourself on cruise control. To a certain extent, some of that can be healthy, right? It's good to get into patterns. It's good to get into routines and, and rhythms. And at the same time, um, you know, you you want to live a very intentional lifestyle in a way that if you fast forward your year, your, your life to 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you're like, what did I really do, right? What, what, did, what was all that worth? Did I really have an impact? Am I in the process of le- leaving a legacy? Um, that's the stuff I've thought about. There's, there's been life circumstances for me in, in, within my family, you know, within the last few years that has made me ask these types of questions, which is like, like I said, what are you doing to leave a legacy? What are you doing that actually is accomplishing a greater goal than just building your own kingdom? Um, so what are things that you can do today to live a more intentional and more purposeful life? And that's a really hard question to answer when you're in the moment. Um, but if it stays front of mind, I think that you'll be more, you'll be happy with yourself in five years. You'll be happy with yourself in 10 years uh, by continuing to ask yourself that same question over and over again, because it's going to lead to activities, uh, you know, planning that's actually going to help you grow, you know, a greater kingdom, right? To be on mission for Christ that gives you a greater sense of purpose, right? I think that's the, that is the most incredible thing that you can experience as a human being is realizing that God doesn't need your help and yet he's inviting you in to serve a huge mission, right? It's like like one of my favorite analogies, um, heard it a couple of years ago from a pastor. Um, I don't have children yet, but um, you know, there's, there's this image of a dad needing to, to move a couch with his uh, spouse or something like that. And instead of, you know, you, you imagine, right. Two, two adults picking up a heavy couch, right. And you have a, a five-year-old son or, or daughter and they're like, let me help. Right. Let, let me help out. You're like, yeah, grab, you know, grab in the middle or something like that. Right. They're not really uh, helping, but to that son or that child, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. God doesn't need our help, but he's inviting us in and we can make a difference. And so those are things that, again, you ask big questions. You ask to be on mission. You ask to live an intentional lifestyle. I think that in five years, you'll be happy with yourself. In 10 years, you'll be happy with yourself and look back and say, I served a greater purpose, right? I was doing something important. I was contributing to the family. And, and so, yeah, that's, I guess that's probably what I'd say. Live, live intentionally. Live on mission. Intentionality. I had a guy say one time, I'm not sure who the author was, but he, I read it. He said, intentionality uh, just requires greater focus, not greater intensity. And mm. I thought that was that was really profound. And in, in living intentionally, I have found that living intentionally though can can live to can be the point where the the mundane is mm-hmm. where the intentionality takes place. It's good. And yeah, that, that's where the the consistent, the steadfast mm. uh, persistence of looking yeah. up five years from now and saying, I was intentional in those specific activities that I know were going to make an impact. Totally. I was consistent in them. And I looked up five years from now and said, whoa, 
that was really mm. fulfilling that I was, yeah. that I was building and pouring into things and things that will last. Um, so yeah. that's, that's an awesome word there, Eric. Um, let's transition to the verse of the day, yeah. which is Philippians chapter one. Yeah. Verse 21. It says for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain for to me yeah. to live is Christ and to die is gain. What does this verse mean to you? Yeah, it's this is one of my favorite verses in scripture because I think I think you're living in in both camps, right? I mean, you you like we're talking about all this intentional living, right? We're not we're not here just to live for our statistical 80, 80 years and, and depart and be with Christ, right? We're not just waiting around, we're not just burning time, right? We are intentionally here. We are on mission. And so we live as Christ, right? We, we, we live with a purpose. There is meaning here. This isn't just a waiting room. So living intentionally, that's what this verse is a reminder of, live intentionally, live as Christ lived. Christ came, right? He humbled himself from heaven, came to earth on a mission, fulfilled that mission, right? And, and, and now has left us here with the Holy Spirit greater than he and, and given us everything that we need for life and salvation to grow his kingdom. So it lives in the one camp of being like, we got to live here, right? We got to live here on purpose. And at the same time, recognizing it's not our forever. This is not our home. Uh, to, to be with Christ is far, far greater, mm. but that doesn't neglect what's going on now. So I love this verse living in, in two different camps reminder to, to be here and to be present that what we're doing here makes an impact and and can make a greater impact for Christ. And at the same time, we have such a greater hope than this, right? It's, this isn't this isn't the, the life that we're going to live forever. And so you, you think eternally, you think, um, you think greater. And so, yeah, being in both camps, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That word will preach. That word will preach, Eric. Man, what a great, uh, what a great reflection! And thanks for closing with that verse of the day. And mm. I really enjoyed the time. I enjoyed your story, and I just thanks. encourage you, as being a marketplace ambassador for Christ, continue down that journey of being a positive impact on those that you come into contact with. And I know you've encouraged me. I know you've encouraged others to live more intentionally and to to really just be on mission. So all the best to you, thanks, man. Sir. And enjoy yeah, the Minnesota springtime, just as yeah. the snow will melt. Um, enjoy that late March or early April snow that is always there. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. Because <laughs> enjoy it, because it'll be gone soon, and I know you'll yes. miss it. So all right, man. That's right. Uh, thanks, all the, John. Thanks all the best to you, and, and good luck as busy season starts. So. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Thanks. Take care. Thanks. Oh man, what a great, uh, some good words. There. I have to go back and listen to this one. I'm going to have to go back and, and dive deeper. Um, Eric talked about this being the baby of five. I could identify as that not five, but three. And I can identify as, it's just, Oh, it's for, for those of you who are the youngest out there, it's not easy. People make it out to be that we're spoiled and have it easy. It is not easy. And those of you who are the youngest, you get it. It's actually the hardest spot to be in. But he talked about this concept of real estate being relational, exponential, and referable. I think there's a lot of younger guys out there in real estate. That's a good word, relational, exponential, and referable. And I, and I got his authenticity from that. You want to be authentic with your clients and genuinely have a heart and care for them in their best interest in mind. But the cool thing is, is that will compound on itself. 
uh, for years to come. So that was really neat to talk about. He talked about this overnight encounter he had with the Lord at 16 years old, and he could no longer deny the fact that God was not real. He said, God, I know you're real. And now what do I do? And he really, you know, he really shifted and turned away from his previous way of life. And there's that R word, repent, which simply means to turn from, and he turned towards God. I mean, such a cool story. And then we talked about this idea of people came into his life to help him become rooted. He became rooted in his local church. He became rooted in God's truth. And he said during that time, he had emotions that were unrooted in truth and they can be dangerous. That is such a good word. Emotions unrooted in truth can be dangerous. Man, we talked about his role as being a marketplace ambassador for Christ, really being in the marketplace. And I just want to encourage you guys out there as business guys, like you are marketplace ambassadors for Christ. You are in full-time ministry of the gospel. You just happen to be placed in where 99% of people spend their time, the marketplace. What a beautiful place to be sharing the good news of Christ. And he talked about greater meaning and purpose, greater meaning and purpose. Chew on that for a minute. That's what we long for. We long for peace. We long for greater meaning. We long for purpose. Man, that's a good word. Uh, And then we talked about this concept of living intentionally. What are you doing in your life to live intentionally? What are you doing in life that five years from now, you're going to look back and say, man, I'm glad I did that. There's a guy who said one time, history is what a man does, but legacy is what a man sets in motion. What are you setting in motion and for who are you setting in motion something that's going to positively impact their life for years to come and maybe for eternity? Examine yourself, reflect. Self-awareness leads to self-regulation and leads to self-actualization of executing on what's important to you. So where are you being intentional and where could you be more intentional in areas of your life that will build on itself that you'll look back 5, 10, 15 years from now and say, man, I'm glad I did that. We talked about Philippians 121 for me, for to me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And I've never heard it put better than what Eric talked about in the fact that we are in two camps, but we have a mission. We have a calling to fulfill on this earth, but it is not our home. And it's going to be far greater to spend eternity with Christ Jesus. So thanks for tuning in uh, to the Young Christian Business Guy. Um, if you want to get connected, just like Eric mentioned, to a either a discipleship or mentorship relationship or to a peer group, guys that you can do life with, he referenced it. Go to ycbguy.com. Y is in young, C is in Christian, B is in business guy, G-U-Y.com, ycbguy.com. Fill out your info. We will get you connected. We have a presence in over 340 cities. We have a virtual presence thanks to COVID-19. And we will get you connected to a mentor, our national weekly call, or a peer group in your area. And there's a fourth box there. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, check that box. We believe faith is not the absence of doubt, but it's the processing of doubt. And there are guys ready to connect with you to have those conversations. So visit ycbguy.com and we will get you connected. So today, March 4th, 2021, thanks for tuning into the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. I am John Harrison, your host. Remember, stay on purpose and we'll see you next time. Take care. We'll be right back.